Hey folks, Duncan Taylor here. Welcome to the podcast. This is podcast number 36 and it's titled Seven Functions of the Mind. Today's podcast comes from Epictetus, a philosopher alive around 135 AD. Although he was a slave, he became one of the world's greatest philosophers and until today people still study and refer to his literary works. He penned this piece. The proper work of the mind is the exercise of choice, refusal, yearning, repulsion, preparation, purpose, and assent. What then can pollute and clog the mind's proper functioning? Nothing but its own corrupt decisions. So that's quite a, a statement. Um, the seven functions of the mind, obviously being choice, refusal, yearning, repulsion, preparation, purpose, and assent, which we will discuss shortly. But then he says, what then can pollute and clog the mind's proper functioning? In other words, what's going to distract you from those seven items mentioned previously? And he says, nothing but its own corrupt decisions. So in other words, if your mind just wanders off and does something it's not supposed to, or if you're not controlling it properly, or it gets distracted, its own corrupt decisions draw you away from those seven vital functions of the mind that keep you balanced and on the straight and narrow. So let's break each of those seven down into their individual subjects. The first being choice. This is the ability to choose what is right and what is wrong. In other words, our discretion. Secondly, the choice to not always chase the shiny or new gadgets and material possessions that we want to accumulate. This drags the mind away from itself. If you are bored and seeking novelties, it is a distraction from your purpose. We inherently know what is right and what is wrong. And if we consistently choose the right path, then we are fully capable of maintaining a healthy mental approach to every facet of our lives. New items and new gadgets hardly ever fill the void of an active mind. The second function he mentions is that of refusal. The refusal of temptation the refusal to do a half job or tackle something without the intention of completing it. The refusal to accept second best. The refusal to stop learning. So we can see that the refusal he is referring to is the refusal to be mediocre, to be second best, not to fulfill your objectives completely and 100%. The third function he mentions is yearning. This yearning refers to wanting to improve and do better, always striving to be the best that we can, yearning to improve your lot in life and knowing your goals and acting accordingly. So the yearning is a desire for better, a desire for doing things properly. The next function we discuss is repulsion. Repulsion of all the things negative and of no importance to your mission or to achieve your goals. 
repelling monotonous repetitions and ways of thinking and living. Time-wasting exercises need to be repelled too. So you want to repel the negativity. You want to push it away. You want to repel anything that is a time-waste or I call it a mind bubble where nothing really is happening but you are keeping busy. You're looking busy. You appear to be productive but you're not doing anything constructive. You are just spinning your wheels, just motoring along on autopilot. The next function he refers to is preparation. In this context, we're going to discuss or highlight preparation for what lies ahead. Being a problem solver before the need of a solution arises. Being proactive in everything you tackle instead of being responsive. To use what you have and what you can without delay or waiting for good days or better days to come around. So preparation is just that. Being prepared for situations prior to their happening. Planning ahead for them. And make sure you have solutions in place already ingrained in your mental process to handle a situation when it comes by quickly, efficiently and effectively. The next item is purpose. Purpose relates to your guiding principles. What makes you tick? What keeps you constant? Goals, objectives and targets. A way of living that constantly strives for these things has purpose. The last item he mentioned was ascent. Now ascent is thoughtful consideration for what we can and cannot control. Showing approval for your direction and methods of getting there. Accepting what we cannot control and be prepared to realign ourselves and start again or change course should it get out of hand. So ascent is knowing where you're going, already approving of the direction and the methods of getting there. So those were the seven items mentioned and this forms the framework or platform that we should strive to operate off. His next sentence then questions, what then can pollute and clog the mind's proper functioning? So referring to the previous items, the seven, this is what makes up our conscious thought pattern and should at all times remain our guiding light and focus. The question is asked, then if we deviate from the previously mentioned seven points, then what is it that causes us to deviate? Then the answer lies in the last sentence that he wrote. Nothing but its own corrupt decisions. So basically, it means that if we deviate for any reason, it is by our own doing and sacrificing our integrity and moral standing with respect to the seven principles we have discussed is just a no-go zone. We are in control. And through a strict code of conduct and discipline, we will comfortably remain on the right side of the tracks. And our mental health will continue to flourish and we'll be moving forward at every step. So as a quick summary, you need to 
always keep in mind that the base of your mental stability comes from the seven items he mentioned. Choice, refusal, yearning, repulsion, preparation, purpose, and then ascent. Sticking to those guidelines, using them as a measuring stick in your decision-making, in your life choices, in your creativity for that matter. Sticking to those and not deviating from them will guarantee you a balanced mental health environment. And the only reason we will deviate from that is when we consciously make the decision to do something out of the boundaries of those seven items. Where he says, what then can pollute and clog the mind's proper functioning? That's what we think. Why would you change it? What would cause that to happen? And he says, nothing but its own corrupt decisions. So whatever the agenda is, if that changes, then that is where your mistakes, your faults, or the flaws will come into play. You can lose your direction, your mental stability very quickly if you start making these corrupt decisions. Because once you start, it becomes too easy to keep that trend going and not revert back to the seven principles. I hope you found this interesting and that the Stoics' writings make sense enough for us to still apply these age-old concepts into practice to improve our mental and moral standing in the world. There are lessons of such magnitude in their writings. I'm hoping to share a lot more with you. But take what we have discussed today, mull over it, possibly rerun this podcast and just get the main points out of it and decide for yourself your seven standing points. And then don't deviate. Because eventually it becomes so much of a habit that you don't even have to think when it comes to decision making. It becomes an automatic process. You like it, you go for it. If it doesn't fit into your seven principles or your seven guidelines on how to make decisions, then you just don't entertain it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me this evening. I do hope you enjoyed. And uh, please don't hesitate. Drop me a line. Give me a thumbs up. Send me a referral. Whatever you guys are in the mood for. Every single bit of contact helps. And it helps me um, set up my Ned podcast. So take it easy, look after each other, and as always, don't feel shy to reach out. We'll chat again soon. Bye-bye.